Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter. Ideas shape markets. Ideas can change the world. We're getting very close to a, a pivotal date uh, that uh, annually takes place in this country. And that is uh, the Domestic Security Advisory Council's summit, if you will, in Washington, D.C. And it's also, quite frankly, after two years, it also is uh, a fun week for me uh, because my good friend, Lynn, Mate uh, Lynn Mateis, is uh, he and I, a number of years ago, started an executive summit series featuring some of the thought leaders in and around domestic and global security. And we had a, a business partner who uh, was very kind and gracious in providing a venue, and that is uh, Boeing. And uh, it was highly successful. And then the pandemic threw a wrench in it, and Lynn's picked it up. Uh, from the pandemic and is now going to put it during the Domestic Security uh, uh, Advisory Council week instead of the OSAC week. And I got to tell you, I can't wait to have him share with us the exciting ideas that he'll be bringing to the table. Lynn, welcome to the great conversation. Ron, thank you. Um, and I'm excited to have a chance to chat with this. And, you know, as uh, as I always tell people, I can't thank you enough for the two years that you committed to helping me get the summit up and operational. I knew you had a lot of other things on your plate and for you to commit the first two years to helping me uh, made all the difference in the world and you know, I'll forever be grateful. Well, it's, it, you know, let, let's face it, let's just remind everyone, you and I have, have been doing one thing or another for the last, it feels like, what, 15, 20 years. We've both been involved in speaking engagements. You were an integral part of the Great Conversation as a physical uh, summit for years. And it was, it was easy, Lynn. It was easy to partner with you. And I think uh, people would say, you know, the way we put on the summit, it looked like we'd been doing it forever, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's one of the hallmarks is... Uh, I've gotten so many calls from senior executives in the risk, security, resiliency field that said, please tell us that you're going to put on another in-person executive summit this year because it by far is the best event that we have ever attended. Uh, and, you know, that's just, you know, it's so heartening because, you know, as you know, putting these things on, you don't make any money doing these um, but it's, to me, it's giving back to a profession that, you know, treated me extremely well for the 35 years that I was in it as a CSO. Um, and now to be able to give back in this manner, as, as you well know, I, for many years, worked with Mark McCourt uh, from the time he started the Security 500s, and we were uh, ultimately became the the hallmark for the kickoff event for OSAC week, which is the Overseas Security Advisory Council out of the State Department, where their, you know, the State Department's annual briefing uh, focuses on that relationship with the private sector and assisting them with all of the issues that they face around the globe and supporting American businesses as they operate globally. Um, where the Domestic Security Alliance Council 
uh, was formed a few years ago uh, in a joint venture between the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and the private sector to focus on issues uh, where folks were facing in the domestic arena here in the United States. And I was heartened when I was approached by some of the folks who originally organized it and said, you know, we're so impressed with the high quality of the Executive Summit Series program and the incredible caliber of folks you have presenting at that event. We, for years, have uh, always, you know, piggybacked on OSAC Week and held our annual briefing uh, for DSAC at uh, OSAC Week. And so it's just gotten so packed with so many other things that we've decided to create our own DSAC Week. And as a result of what a great job you guys do on putting the summit together, would you consider moving to DSAC Week and be an anchor event for us? Um, it's been a great partnership that we've already established with them. Uh, and uh, we work very closely with them on coordinating programs so that the DSAC annual briefing, which is gonna be held on Wednesday, the 27th of April, um, has a program that is not duplicative of what we're doing. And the same thing that we're doing is uh, also making sure that as we put our program together, that we complement each other uh, and provide extreme value for all of the senior security risk and resiliency executives coming to Washington for DSAC and other events to have an anchor event like the Executive Summit Series program that they can attend and really be able to leverage their time in Washington and you know, explain the incredible value that their companies are going to receive by having the opportunity to participate in so many high level programs that really add to their understanding of what's going on with their peers in the industry what's going on with issues around the United States and around the world that companies have to be aware of. And uh, I think it's important that we attract both the senior risk security and resiliency executives from not only the private sector, but we have very senior executives from the government sector that attend also, because they're just as interested in what they need to do to protect their enterprises as the private sector is in trying to protect their enterprises. And so we try to bring together a really leading edge group of folks. In fact, as you well know, Ron, one of the, the our tagline for the Executive Summit is where leaders share their vision of the future and tackle the front of mind issues they face today. And I was always pleased when we first started with putting on the summit during OSAC week, about the only time we could do it was on Monday mornings uh, when we started the event. And to have over 150 senior risk security and resiliency executives come in and attend our event um, when they had to fly in on Sunday morning to be able to attend our, our event on Monday, I think really said something about what these folks in, in our profession think about what we're doing. How many attendees traditionally go to DSEC week pre-pandemic? 
they normally get to 200, 250. Excellent. Excellent. And then, uh, uh, and OSAC week, wasn't it more like a few thousand? Yeah, it is. But uh, also one of the things that's pretty much a big change from what happens with OSAC is there's a number of folks who provide services to corporations around the world that are members of right. OSAC, where DSAC is pretty significantly limited to uh, the most senior executive and their deputy um, to be able to participate in uh, DSAC. Well, also, also it, it's a much smaller group as a result of that, but it's a much more targeted group. Well, also, quite frankly, now more than ever, you know, front of mind issues regarding some of the things that have happened to our country over the last two years. And what I really appreciate about working with you, Lynn, is I think you have an eerie sense. And I say eerie because it's kind of like those spidey senses of how to not just augment, but maybe help and inform and infuse the conversation with uh, with DSAC. And, uh, and I, I got a feeling your agenda is gonna be very foundational. That is, uh, leaders are gonna be able to come in, not only get some augmentation of information, but also some leadership management and communication uh, ideas that will help transform their organizations. I got a sense. So I would really like, if you can, I know, I know you're still putting finishing touches on the agenda, but I'm kind of excited to see where some of that uh, spidey sense of yours is getting into the agenda here. Can, can you give us uh, some ideas of some of the speakers and some of the subjects? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, to what you pointed out is, you know, the, uh, our, our great plans for 2020 got uh, stopped thanks to the pandemic. Uh, we were all ready to go with 2021 and, you know, another variant raised its ugly head, uh, which made us have to postpone the 2021 summit. Uh, and I've told everybody that come hell or high water, we're putting on a summit this year on April 28th, if everybody's going to have to be in uh, suits to suit up to protect themselves. Uh, everybody wants to come back to in-person events. They not only want to listen to, you know, the kinds of leading edge caliber speakers that we're bringing to this event, but they also want that opportunity to network with their peers and talk about issues with them that they frankly haven't been able to for some period of time. And everybody's kind of tired of virtual events these days. Uh, so we're really excited about this. Um, and so we've got uh, one session that uh, we've got a, a guy who just does a phenomenal job is going to come in and talk to us about some of the new technologies that are in the marketplace that really create incredible risks and threats. Bill Eggers uh, from Deloitte, a former uh, senior government official, um, really has done deep dives into some of the issues that, that technology is being utilized for nefarious reasons um, and is going to show some examples of that and highlight uh, you know, the, the sensitivity that people have to have to 
how some of these new technologies can create real havoc for your enterprise. Um, we've got a session that's going to be focused on enterprise resiliency and the leadership in that fashion. Uh, and talking, John Turry is going to put that session on, and he does a great job talking about how folks need to really integrate their functions into the business that their enterprise is involved in and not be siloed and, and not focus on the things that, you know, always threw us back to the corporate copy image, really tying into the business. I just had an interface with a friend of mine who uh, was a former CSO and had been involved in some government activities after he was a CSO and started his own consulting business. And he was talking about how he's, you know, really started focusing on, you know, grabbing things out of the Harvard Business Review and things like that. And you know, that was one of the things that I've always tried to get people to understand is that I think one of the things that made our program successful that I ran is I would sit down with the senior executives, the CEO, the COO, and other senior executive leadership in the companies that I worked with. And I'd also have chats with members of the board of directors asking them, you know, what is it that you're reading? What is it that, that you're, you feel comfortable is giving you the insights to, you know, what, what's the concerns in our industry? What's the concern geopolitically? What's the concerns that we're facing? What's the over the horizon things that we should be thinking about? And then I went out and I acquired those same documents and, and reading materials so that I was understanding what their thinking was so that I could then emulate our programs to meet the needs of the enterprise. And I think that's some of the kinds of sensitivities and thought process that we're trying to um, part to give our members, our participants uh, in the organization, um, the kind of input that they really need to understand about how they can really make a big difference in their enterprise. And, you know, we have some folks who have really, you know, done a phenomenal job of, you know, moving up in their enterprises and uh, taking on additional roles and, uh, we're, we're lucky to have them participate in our organ in, a, in the summits to, you know, provide that kind of sensitivity and understanding of, you know, the kinds of things that are going to make them really successful. Right. Um, we've got uh, Robin Dreek, who uh, has written a couple of books since he left the FBI. He was uh, one of the heads, former heads of the behavioral science unit in the FBI and, He's got some really interesting insights and he's going to do a piece on gaining and retaining trust and how important that is as a leader. And, you know, it's not just with your senior leaders. It's also with the folks at the lowest level of the organization. They've got to know that they can trust you. They got to know that they can trust what you're going to tell them and that what you say is the, you know, the honest truth and that they can really grasp that. Um, we'll have an innovation panel that, uh, from some of the leading organizations that, you know, are, are gracious enough to be our sponsors so we can afford to put this on. Um, and those panels are going to talk about, you know, what they're seeing. They, they don't come into the innovation panel to hawk their products. 
they're not allowed to even talk about their products. They come in and talk about what they see from their side of the industry of what's happening and what's happening with technology and what's happening with innovation and you know what are the advantages that enterprises can gain from some of these new and emerging innovations that are taking place. So are that's you, always really exciting. Are you going to be uh, are you going to be uh, facilitating that panel, or is it somebody else? Lynn? No, I'm planning on facilitating that panel because I, you know, know if if I I would really love you. I mean, to take Bill Eggers, who you know wrote a book called Delivering on Digital: uh, The Innovators and Technologies That Are Transforming Transforming Government and, of course, the Corporate World. I'd love you to build a bridge to that innovation panel. That would be kind of cool. Do you think it's possible? Oh, it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So I'll, I'll look forward to that. That I, I'll tell you for the leaders you have in the room, they always appreciate kind of getting a, a private lens, if you will, into the future and where these technologies are going so that they don't become an old taxi company when Uber's coming down the road, right? No, exactly, exactly. And, you know, there's so many of these new technologies that give them the opportunity to, you know, reduce headcount and implement technology to replace the, the human side of things, yeah. not eliminating it, but, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we've got in a, in a society where uh, it's difficult to recruit people at the level that most security officers are paid these days to get the kind of talent and capabilities where if you can augment that with a lot of technology and reduce the headcount that you need, you can increase the pay and attract much higher caliber quality individuals to perform the responses that you need to what the technology is telling you is taking place. yeah. It, can, it can be a huge advantage for enterprises. Um, and, you know, not only that, but uh, the CFO is going to love the, the CSO because they're finding ways to cut corporate headcount and, and cut, you know, some of the, the recurring costs that they're facing. Um, and OPEX is always an issue for corporations, no matter what you do. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see the industry beginning. I, I think it's caused a little bit by... Um, digital transformation and uh, and now the organizational you know convergence more and more we're seeing uh, and not ju- and not just the ones that we've talked about in the past like the uh, CISO and the uh, CSO but also HR uh, chief legal officer operations and so forth I think we're starting to now see the things that you always were kind of uh, emphasizing that we need, to be partnered with these technology firms that can help us uh, cross the chasm. Well, you know, and I think that's really a, a key element, you know, and and we try to bring folks in to the summit to talk about, you know, these leading edge issues and uh, impart the kind of knowledge and insights that they're seeing that are going to help our constituents that attend um, really be successful in their environments. And, and that's, yeah. to me, that's the most important thing that you know, we try to do out of the summit is provide tools and knowledge that folks who attend can take back and 
really enhance their success in their own environments. That's outstanding. Any other featured elements that you see that people should know about before they come? Yeah, I think there's a really important session that we're going to be doing that I think folks really need to uh, sit up and, and listen to because I know from my career of, of the three global enterprises I was CSO in, um, you know, there's a lot of stress associated with the job of CSO. Um, you're expected to be right 100% of the time. You know, uh, CSOs aren't like meteorologists where you can be wrong 50% of the time and keep your job. Um, and so, you know, you're there when the fit hits the shin and you're expected to perform and you're expected to have the answers and you're expected to, you know, marshal the resources necessary to take care of whatever issue it is that is a crisis of the day. And that creates a lot of stress uh, because you're always on and you never know when you're going to be on. It's not like you get advance notice. You're going to, you have to respond and react and you've got to be, you know, on target every single time. Uh, so we're doing a piece that says, is stress silently killing you in your career? And, and talking about, you know, uh, I think one of the, if anything good came out of the pandemic, um, it's the whole notion that mental health is really important and, you know, it's okay to have issues and it's okay to seek help. It's okay to participate in things that, you know, basically CSOs deal with PTSD um, because you're constantly being barraged with issues and, you know, it affects you, it, it affects your career and it affects your home life you know, in your family. And these are, these are important issues that, you know, CSOs have to grasp and, and not be afraid to confront. Wow. So true. So true. So I, I'm looking forward to that one as well. As you know, that's something I was pressing on a few years ago. And I think you're, you're bringing some speakers in. You got what, one of the top, possibly one of the top 30 organizational psychologists coming? Well, um, I'm waiting for him to confirm right now, but uh, we're in discussions and it looks very positive there. They're trying to work his schedule around to make it. Right. Um, but, and then uh, uh, we've, we've got a couple of other CSOs who, you know, in both their previous careers and in their current careers have faced these issues head on and are dealing with them. And they're going to tell their own personal stories about, you know, what it's meant to them and what it's meant to their their, their careers, their own psyche, and their families. I just love it. I, and that is so amazing. And I think for those of you listening, if you can attend, this is going to be a pivotal one because think of it just for a second. Think of taking a weakness, and we all have them, take a, this particular weakness, and that is you're on the firing line every day. You're in, a, in essentially a dark world every day. You may have come from a dark world like law enforcement, military, agency background, and how can you leverage that for your own personal and your organizational strength? And I think, Lynn, I think you're onto something. I'm so glad it's going to be part of it. Anything else that we should know about? Well, we always try to have a piece that, you know, covers, you know, some of the things that are going on around the world is, uh, you know, people who have attended in the past know that, you know, uh, when I get folks out of the government uh, to come, I 
typically don't ask them to come and give a presentation because when government folks give a presentation, it's something that they've had to, you know, pass through, you know, 3,000 hands and, you know, getting all kinds of screening on it before they give a presentation. And by the time you get it, it's so watered down, it really doesn't say anything. So uh, I typically do interviews, um, which gives me the uh, free hand and, and uh, uh, as the folks who participated with us in the past from the government have said, you know, they're willing to give us the information that we're trying to get out of them. Um, and I'll never forget Bill Evanina, uh, who was the director of the former director of the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, uh, said to me one time, he said, during the session, he said, Lynn, he said, I promise you that I will walk all the way up to the edge of classified and occasionally I may stumble over while we're in this meeting because it's important for these folks to hear this stuff and be able to take it back to their companies. Uh, and that's one of the key things is that we operate under Chatham House rules and we don't allow media into our events. And as a result, we have a very, very open exchange. And you know, we really get into some nitty gritty issues and really important topics that folks really need to hear about. Yeah, and, uh, and I can urge all our listeners and in this community, uh, there's no taping here. There's no reporters here. Uh, you will get things that you won't hear anywhere else. So that's awesome. And uh, obviously, we're, we've got so many different uh, risks right now going on in this country that can turn into opportunities, by the way. Uh, it's, it's not just dark. It's also bright if we handle them well. It's economic, it's geopolitical, it's environmental. And I just know you'll bring the right people uh, to the executive uh, summit series to uh, to help people again add to their knowledge and add to their ability to create actionable response. Uh, Lynn, this just promises to be a great executive summit series. In um, in the blog associated with each one of these podcasts will be a link to the registration page and the agenda. And uh, as always, Lynn, I just wish you the best because you're doing a great service for this industry. Well, thanks, Ron. And, and, you know, to highlight what you just said is that, you know, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of issues and a lot of things people need to think about, but it's also about exactly what you said. It's about understanding what's going on, what's coming over the horizon, and how to turn that into opportunities for your enterprise. Couldn't say it better. This has been a great conversation with Linda Matthias of the Executive Summit Series.